Welcome to CryptoCast by Gunner Cook, the leading industry podcast that brings together expert guests to discuss hot topics and useful advice for blockchain and crypto asset businesses. I am James Burney, and thank you for joining me today. Hello and welcome to CryptoCast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Jason Tucker-Feltman, who is the head of crypto sales at IDNow, a KYC platform for identity verification. Hi, Jason. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me on, James. So just in terms of setting the scene, can you give a bit of background of kind of what ID now does and how it operates? Yes, sure. So um, ID now is a leading European identity verification platform provider. It was um, founded in Germany way back uh, in 2014. And uh, since then, we've grown to uh, serving well over uh, 800 uh, customers globally. And um, our customers uh, span a, a wide range of industries, including financial services, gaming, and, and of course, crypto. Um, uh, we, we currently serve top tier corporate and institutional clients, um, including major uh, banks and investment banks. And uh, we also have a roster of some of the largest uh, crypto firms in the industry too. Um, and over the years, um, these clients have gained confidence in our solution. Um, and part of that is in our paying close attention to regulatory change. Um, we have a dedicated regulatory team uh, that monitors regulatory change in Europe and beyond. And this enables us to adapt our product as required. Um, and as we're well aware, in, in crypto, there are a number of um, emerging frameworks and uh, requirements that are having to be met globally. Um, and so by having ID now as a partner, um, a lot of these firms get a lot of confidence that they're doing the right thing. Um, and they are adhering to the requirements that um, that um, that their respective jurisdictions set. Um, so it's an innovative um, identity verification platform, um, and uh, we are really making a big push as we speak in the crypto space. And of course, you know KYC in, in crypto, which is often talked about. But just in terms of for those who are um, you know just setting up and starting out. Why is it important for crypto companies to pay attention to their KYC obligations? Kind of, what is it which is driving this? Good question. Um, so, you know, back in the uh, early days of crypto, uh, KYC wasn't really considered. Um, KYC was uh, seen as more of a thing that financial services institutions and um, regulated businesses should observe. Um, but cryptos come a long way since then. Um, so for any legitimate business operating in financial services or crypto industries, it's imperative that the business understands who their customers are. Um, I mean, without that information, there's no way of understanding um, their risk profile and the business would essentially be flying blind. Um, and non-KYC customers can be anyone. I mean, these could be sanctioned individuals, individuals from sanctioned countries. Um, they could be uh, criminals um, 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 and that are leveraging a company's lax controls to launder money uh, that has emanated from terrorist financing or drug dealers. And of course, the list goes on. Um, so, so KYC is important for any legitimate business, but due to the nature of crypto, um, certain crypto assets can be seen as beneficial for bad actors. Um, and so 
crypto companies in particular uh, need to be mindful of this. And um, from a regulatory uh, standpoint, uh, the fifth anti-money laundering directive uh, brought in a suite of measures that crypto companies need to comply with. Um, and so all in all, uh, KYC is an unavoidable um, um, aspect that crypto companies need to observe. Um, and if anything, uh, KYC is becoming more a core um, aspect uh, to um, a uh, crypto company's uh, compliance um, activity. Um, and it's uh, certainly not going away. So, um, so yeah, K KYC is incredibly important for any crypto company um, and um, it helps establish uh, relationships at the inception uh, for a crypto company and, and beyond. And it's interesting how you flagged the importance of KYC for crypto firms. Just kind of in terms of looking at the other way around, just given the nature of crypto asset businesses, have you seen any particular challenges for firms when trying to integrate KYC in a crypto ecosystem? So, I mean, you know, for the more mature crypto organizations, you know, actually integrating um, a well-designed KY solution is 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 a doddle. Uh, I mean, you know, it generally takes our clients around a week uh, to integrate our tech uh, using the SDKs we provide. Um, and so, um, also, uh, when when a client is integrating our tech, uh, we do a lot of handholding and uh, provide a lot of support uh, to ensure our clients get up and running in good time um of course uh, for those crypto firms uh, more startups um that um have limited uh tech um, um support um or are more focused on building out the the more innovative aspects of their uh, business um you know it can take longer um and so it's not something which you can last minute um decide uh, you want kyc um and 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 so it is something that you should be uh, considering um, um, as, as part of um, your roadmap uh, for any uh, crypto business. Um, but um, in general, um, for a centralized uh, crypto solution, um, integrating um, a KYC uh, platform isn't a massive headache. And, uh, and yes, we provide a lot of support uh, to help you get there. Um, I think one of the major challenges uh, for the industry just now is in regards to decentralized um, finance um, and particularly uh, for those platforms uh, which don't have uh, KYC um, in a DeFi um, landscape, this is actually quite a difficult sort of situation to be in. Um, many of the teams behind DeFi platforms um, are, are cognizant that there are uh, risks involved in DeFi, um, and yet the um, landscape generally uh, doesn't mandate or support KYC. Um, so I think for DeFi, um, there are still some challenges ahead uh, when getting an understanding as to what um, businesses um, or entities or individuals are accessing a platform. Um, and um, at present, there's a lot of anonymous um, exchange and other activity going on in DeFi. Um, so I think um, there are a lot of challenges that need to be met over time. Um, but for the time being, um, a lot of volume is still coming into centralized exchanges and centralized platforms. And for those centralized activities, KYC isn't, um, isn't too much of a challenge. Um, and um, uh, and yes, it's, it's something that needs to be uh, considered um, before go live.
And it's interesting because you kind of in this, you're, you're hinting also at the fact of the, the different jurisdictions which are out there. Can you sort of give a bit of background as to how um, how you've been finding the different jurisdictions? Do all jurisdictions take identical approaches? Are you seeing variation between the approaches taken by jurisdictions to AML? Can you give a flavour as to kind of how that's playing out at the moment? Yes, that's a good question, James. Um, so, so yeah, each jurisdiction had its own take as to uh, what is required in terms of KYC and AML uh, standards and requirements. Um, I mean, if we just take um, uh, the EU as an example, uh, you might assume uh, that if you have a uh, uh, customers from the EU, there's just one blanket uh, standard in place across the whole of the EU. But this is a common misconception. Um, there are certain jurisdictions um, which take a more stringent approach uh, to KYC and AML compliance. Um, and so uh, there does need to be an activity uh, to establish where a firm's uh, customers are based. Um, and uh, when that is established, um, it can then be um, um, ascertained what are uh, the compliance requirements in order to operate in that respective jurisdiction. Now, um, one of the um, jurisdictions uh, which are particularly notable as having a, a different approach to KYC is that of Germany. Um, so BaFin um, requirements stipulate um, that um, as part of the onboarding process, there should be um, a more um, stringent approach, which, which often uh, leads to customers having to be interviewed one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, by a, a person um, who will perform essentially a video call uh, with uh, that customer that's being onboarded. It's almost like a border control process uh, and this um, process can, can last anything up to you know say 10 minutes um, and it is to establish that that individual is who they say they are and the ID that they're using is is true and um, and it has has not been tampered with um, and it helps establish um, a true um, relationship with that potential customer and it puts um, uh, German uh, businesses in a better place uh, to get comfort that their perimeter of clients is fully understood and known. Um, so, so yeah, ID now does provide a video ident solution. Uh, we have um, a, a essentially a, a call center. We've got people on standby uh, to onboard uh, German citizens uh, for those companies uh, that are opting uh, to be uh, BaFin compliant. Um, and so, so yes, it's it, it does lead to a slower onboarding process in Germany. Um, but uh, just for that one jurisdiction, um, there are stricter requirements in place. Um, and also, uh, France is another notable example uh, where they have a PVID standard uh, for um, for onboarding uh, via automated solutions. Um, and uh, again, ID now observes uh, these local. Uh, requirements to ensure that our platform is uh, fully compliant uh, for those jurisdictions. Um, so, so yeah, it's it is a complex um, landscape out there. Um, each jurisdiction has its own take, um, and it's imperative that businesses observe all those local requirements um, to ensure that there are no headaches uh, further down the line.
Uh, that's very interesting. Just sort of lastly, I mean, I know we've touched on the fact that different jurisdictions have different approaches, and also the advent of more decentralised models having potentially greater difficulty complying with KYC requirements. What do you see as the future for KYC encrypted? Do you think there's going to be adaptation? Do you think the AML rules are going to change? Do you think the community is going to change? Kind of, I know it's always difficult to crystal ball gaze, but what, what do you think is going to happen in the future? So I think the end of 2022 has given us a strong indication as to uh, where it's all going. I, I believe um, there's going to be a lot more volume uh, transacted in uh, DeFi, decentralized finance. Um, and I think uh, a lot of these decentralized exchanges are going to um, take um, a lot of the pie away from uh, centralized exchanges. Um, now, that's not to say um, that um, the actual regulatory landscape and the compliance landscape, um, AML requirements, KYC requirements are going to stay as they are right now for DeFi. I think they're going to become much more stringent for um, DeFi. I think um, it's um, just a matter of time uh, before DeFi has the same KYC requirements as, um, as centralized um, uh, firms um, currently have to um, go through. So um, one of the um, challenges right now is in building uh, KYC technologies that is fit uh, for DeFi. Um, and right now I'm, I'm pursuing a number of different avenues uh, to get on-chain KYC integration um, that would cater for DeFi. Um, Polygon ID um, is a is a notable example. Um, they're looking to tokenize um, identity and um, allow individuals to own uh, their own identity and on a zero-knowledge proof basis allow individuals to divulge um, information about their identity uh, to those parties that are requesting it as part of an onboarding process um, and i believe um, this lays this paves the way uh, for institutions uh, to start getting involved in DeFi. and and the reason why i say that is um is that um, major banks um, will not um, be transacting in DeFi until such a point when they understand who they're transacting with. And the only way in which you can get full comfort that you know who you're transacting with is after that individual has gone through some form of a KYC process. So if we're able to tokenize identity and uh, individuals and entities are able to um, prove that they are who they say they are directly on chain. I believe that's going to allow institutions a certain amount of flexibility to start playing around initially with with uh, DeFi, and um, in the future um, start um, um, onboarding customers of their own via on chain methods. Um, so these technologies are are still in an early stage of development, and um, there are lots of competing concepts as to what this could look like. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, the writing on the wall, I, I believe that DeFi is the future of blockchain um, and its application. And I believe that um, a lot of individuals um, will end up trusting DeFi more 
than centralized exchanges. And so we're going to see that uh, ongoing trend in increases in, in volume in DeFi um, and um, on-chain integration of KYC providers such as uh, what we do at ID now is um, is is going to be very much part of that um, that evolution. Um, so so yeah, um, it's it's going to be an interesting um, uh, few months and years um, uh, understanding how KYC um, looks when it's on chain. Um, but um, but yes, I, I believe that um, um, embarking on um on integrating new technologies that give you comfort on who is transacting on a platform is going to pay dividends in in the coming years thank you jason that's been really fascinating i'm afraid that's all we've got time for if anyone listening would like to reach out to jason his email is jason dot tucker t-u-c-k-e-r hyphen Feltham, F-E-L-T-H-A-M, at idnow.io. Thanks, you, Jason, for coming on. It's been brilliant. Thanks. Really enjoyed it, James. Thank you for listening to CryptoCast by Gunner Cook. Gunner Cook is a market-leading law firm advising on blockchain, Web3, crypto assets, and DeFi. Our members have been heavily involved helping to shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets. Our team works across multiple jurisdictions, including Germany and the US. We are the only UK law firm to officially accept payments in crypto. Our client base is more than 150. Before we go, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on your podcast service and make sure you're following Gunnar Cook on social media and sign up to our Cryptocast mailing list on the Gunnacle website. Thank you for listening.